FM 99.9, WSAU. Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thanks for joining me this morning. It's looking like it's going to be a lovely day here in Wisconsin. Okay, I know it's still winter, but we're sort of on the cusp, maybe, of spring. We're having some nice mild weather, which is always nice, and I'm delighted to see the sun peeking out as well. Joining me on the phone this morning, conservative activist Scott Pressler. And he is part of, well, he's part of a, a growing movement of young activists that are interested in, uh, well, helping, helping conservatives, helping Republicans win elections. He's, he's I would say, graciously and selflessly uh, dedicating his time here in Wisconsin over the course of the next, well, he's been here for, I don't know how many days, we'll ask him in a second, but for the next 28 days, or 27 days, I can't remember now, uh, he will be here in Wisconsin helping to get Justice Dan Kelly elected. Good morning, Scott. Thanks for joining me. Good morning. I'm ready. All right. So you are presently in Wisconsin, somewhere. Yeah, I'm in Kenosha. All right. All right. So, you know, it's funny when you say Kenosha, that almost, I get teased because I'm from Minnesota and uh, we, we drag out our O's. Uh, are, are, did you spend any time, have you spent a lot of time in the Midwest to pick up an accent that quickly? I, I just, I love it. I love when people say to me, don't you know? And, <laughs> I, <laughs> and no, seriously, the Midwest is one of my favorite places in the entire country. I love Ohio, Pennsylvania. Wisconsin, and I mean, come on, I'm going to have cheese galore for the next month. So, I mean, right. this is a win. Have you had a good squeaky cheese curd, Scott? I need I need a fresh squeaky cheese curd, so that is on my to-do list. All right. Me. Well, if you make it up here, I can, you know, I can arrange that for you. So, we'll, we'll have to see if we can make that happen. Well, Scott, we got connected from a mutual friend, mom's, uh, an activist, Moms for Liberty, uh, Scarlett Johnson, and I know that you are, as I said, graciously, selflessly uh, traveling around the state of Wisconsin to rattle some cages and get conservatives, get Republicans out to vote on April 4th because there is so much at stake here in Wisconsin, and really it has repercussions throughout the country uh, should the left take over our state Supreme Court. Absolutely. I mean, really, if, if you're listening right now, April 4th is probably the most critical election, even going into the presidency in 2024. Wisconsin, swing state, we know that there's going to be litigation. We know that things are going to go to the Supreme Court before 2024, right? What is on the line? Right to work is on the line. Gun rights are on the line. Concealed carry, hunting permits, even voter ID and proof of residency, all of those things could be nullified, negated, ruled unconstitutional. And remember, it was a conservative Supreme Court that ruled Democrat Governor Evers' stay-at-home order as unconstitutional. So if we are unable to win this election and the court flips from conservative to liberal, there will be no checks and balances against a dictatorial governor and Evers will be able to rule by edict, and there will be nothing to stop him. Well, and uh, as you as you revealed, 
um, off air. You're a millennial, and I'm, I mean, I'm delighted because I, as I said, I made a sweeping generalization about millennials, and I'm a little bit worried about our future uh, under, under the care, I guess, of millennials. But you are, are doing this because you believe in the cause. And let's talk a little bit about, before we dive into some of the activities that you are involved in here in Wisconsin, let's talk about what inspired you to get involved in the conservative movement to begin with? Well, Meg, I was inspired by President Obama. Wow. <laughs> and I, the night that he was reelected in 2012, it was that very night that I actually created my Twitter account. And for those of you that don't know me out there, I do have a good number of followers now on Twitter. And really, it, it changed my life, that platform. You know, I was only a voter. I was somebody that diligently went to the polls on election day and voted. But I realized that my not being a part of the solution to fighting for freedom in the country meant that I was a part of the problem. Because where was I knocking on doors? Where was I registering voters? Where was I getting out the vote for our conservative candidate? Mm -hmm. So in 2013, I started volunteering and I fell in love with it. I knew that this was my passion. So in 2014, I applied to jobs all over the country. I heard back from Texas within three days, and I was packing up my entire life into my Mazda, <laughs> driving halfway across the country, moving to Texas two weeks later, and I helped to elect now Governor Greg Abbott. All right. And then I realized, look, I don't want Hillary Clinton in the White House. That is not happening. <laughs> so I spent the next two years working with you to defeat Hillary Clinton, and thankfully, Wisconsin delivered, helping to elect Donald Trump as the 45th president of the United States. And my life changed forever in 2019 when President Trump brought attention to the city of Baltimore, Maryland. And he said some choice words about the city, basically saying that it needed love and attention. <laughs> and again, I was kind of dismayed at society's reaction because they saw that everybody was posting about trash in Baltimore. You know, they wanted likes and clicks and retweets. But I saw that nobody was actually willing to lift a finger or give a hand to help the community. And so I said, okay, I'm going to Baltimore. And everybody wanted to help. And then I was like, uh oh. But within seven days, we organized a cleanup on a Monday and we picked up 12 tons of trash in 12 hours with 200 volunteers on a Monday. Wow. And it, it was phenomenal. We didn't even move a block. That's only one block of trash in the city of Baltimore, Maryland. And it was so cool because people from the community came out and they're like, what the heck are you guys doing? <laughs> I said, well, we were inspired to come lend a hand and show some love to the community. And I thought to myself, wait a second. So I'm a private citizen. I don't have the backing of the government. I don't have millions of dollars at my disposal. But look at what we were able to accomplish as private citizens. We don't need the government. Why don't we do this everywhere? So we did. We went to Atlanta, Austin, Baltimore, Chicago, Denver, Duquesne, Detroit, Houston, Kenosha, Los Angeles, Miami, Nashville, Portland, Pittsburgh, Philly. Wow. And Meg, I was protested for picking up trash in San Francisco, I remember that. I remember that about you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so now I'm on this mission of continuing voter registration efforts, continuing to teach people how to run for office, especially at the local level. And now 
I'm also engaging in an all-of-the-above approach to win because it is my contention, Meg, that unless Republicans engage in, yes, Election Day voting, but also early voting, early in-person voting, mail-in voting, absentee voting, and where legal and applicable ballot harvesting, if we don't engage in all of those, I don't see us being successful in 2024. And so I launched a pack called Early Vote Action, focusing on Arizona, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Woohoo! All right. So for our listeners who are traditionalists, and in myself, I used to be included in this, uh, that only voted on Election Day, and we, you know, beat our chests. Oh, I'm a, I'm a same-day election voter. But I did. This last in this last primary for the first time ever, I actually voted. Uh, well, I voted in person absentee. Talk I, about why it's important to do that. Okay, lend me your ear for three minutes. Do I it. will be fast. Hit me. Number one, Arizona, y'all. We need to vote early in person or mail in voting. We told the Democrats where we were throwing the football. We told the Democrats in Arizona, I'm waiting for election day. What happened on Election Day in Arizona to Carrie Lake? 30% of machines had errors, tabulation errors, and Maricopa County, the most populous county in the state of Arizona. How many Republicans were disenfranchised because they waited to vote on Election Day when it only took one day of shenanigans? If we had done early in-person voting and if we had engaged in mail-in voting, today we would have Governor Carrie Lake of the great state 48. Mm -hmm. Then in Harris County, Texas, we had polling locations run out of paper ballots as early as 7.30 a.m. Again, Republicans waiting to vote on one day is going to disenfranchise millions if we do so. Number two, going into the first debate of Dr. Oz and John Fetterman in the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, before that day, 500,000 Pennsylvanians had already voted and Four out of those five voters were registered Democrats. That, you know what that means? That means that the Democrats have 400,000 people who already voted, so they have 400,000 fewer people to contact going into Election Day, with more time to contact those voters going into Election Day, with more money. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Republicans, we're waiting to vote on Election Day, right? Meaning that we have more people to contact with less time to contact those people, with fewer resources to contact those people. Then I also argue there's a psychological effect to to early voting. And what I mean by that is 2016, you guys heard it the most. Hillary Clinton didn't even visit your state because she thought she had it locked up. Insurmountable early vote lead in Ohio and Florida for Hillary Clinton. How many people in Wisconsin in Ohio, in Florida, hearing those numbers, thought to themselves, why should I vote? I don't matter. I'm in a blue state, in a blue city, in a blue district. I don't matter. I don't count. How many people stayed home because they believed the polls and the pundits and the early voting news? Now, in Florida, get this, for the first time in history, we won early in-person voting and mail-in voting in the state of Florida in 2022. That has never happened in history. We beat the Democrats. And not only that, but we beat the Democrats by more than 1.5 million votes in the gubernatorial election with Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida. So we have proven as Republicans that we can win early in-person voting and win mail-in voting and win statewide elections. Next, weather. I know this sounds really dumb, 
but did you know in Nevada on Election Day, there was a snowstorm, Meg, a snowstorm in the Reno Republican Washoe County Mountains where our people lived. And you know that Adam Laxalt, our Republican senatorial uh, nominee, he lost by 8,000 votes. It gets worse. Did you know that in 2022, we had 150,000 Nevada Republicans who stayed home and did not vote? Imagine if we had engaged in early in-person voting and mail-in voting and legal ballot harvesting because it is legal in the state of Nevada today, we would not only have Governor Lombardo, but we would also have Republican Senator Adam Laxalt. To everyone listening at home, for this April 4th election, I am begging you, I am pleading you, I am urging you, please engage at least in early in-person voting, or as y'all call it, absentee in-person. But please lock in your votes early, so that way we as a party can focus on people who haven't voted and dedicate our time and resources to getting out every single last vote. So let's talk, and, and I mean, hey, your pack. Early vote action, obviously, speaks for itself in, in the name. However, in, in this remaining minute or so that we have, let's talk about why you, Scott Pressler, have decided that we are worthy of you coming to our state to get out the vote. Well, you are absolutely worthy. This is a critical swing state. And look, conservatism and freedom are on the line. We need this seat in order to look forward to 2024. Like I said, it was a conservative court that ruled unmanned drop boxes as, as unconstitutional. We get a liberal court justice in there. Who knows? Unmanned drop boxes could be on every single corner in Dane County and Milwaukee. They also uh, have upheld voter ID and proof of residency. Election integrity is on the line. If you want election integrity, then we must get out and vote for Justice Daniel Kelly, Election Day is April 4th, and this is going to set us up positively for 2024 if we are successful in this election. So Scott Pressler has come to Wisconsin to get out the vote. What are you, dear listener, doing to get out the vote among those with whom you come in contact? And I think we have to expand our circles of influence and make sure that we speak to every single person that we know to get them to go out and vote again for Justice Dan Kelly. Scott Pressler, I hope you make it up north. I'd love to meet you in person. Well, real quick, if anybody wants to learn more, you can go to my Twitter, at Scott Pressler, S-C-O-T-T-P-R-E-S-L-E-R. I'm on everything. You can also go to earlyvoteaction.com. I am coming to Racine, Kenosha, Milwaukee, <laughs> Sheboygan, uh, Eau Claire, La Crosse, Outagami. And so I look forward to meeting and shaking all of your hands and making sure that we are locking in our votes for Justice Daniel Kelly, Election Day, April 4th. And Meg, thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Can't wait to have you back again, Scott Pressler. I appreciate your time today. Have a great day. I'll look forward to seeing you in person sometime soon. Weekly cheese curds. All right. <laughs> all right. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Got to roll to a break. Followed by the 830 news and then the second half of feedback in your calls. 715-845-2155. Hey, 
hey, good morning. Thanks for joining me on WSAU Feedback. A well-rested Meg is on the air this morning. Hope you'll continue to tune in after the news and the second half of Feedback in your call, 715-845-2155.